updates. This is Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Millions of Californians preparing to live in the dark again after the state's largest utility warned it may cut power for the third time in as many weeks because of looming strong winds and high fire danger. Andrew Vesey with PG&E says any kind of spark. From any source can lead to catastrophic results. He told viewers of KGO-TV to brace for possible blackouts this week. Charge any devices that you might need. Have water and non-perishable foods at your disposal. PG&E forecaster Scott Strenfel says the real culprit is extremely violent winds expected to blow in from offshore. This will not be an event that we've seen in recent memory. The so-called Diablo winds expected to blow in from offshore tonight and last through Monday on Wall Street Friday, it was a Dow up by 152 points, and the Nasdaq gained 57. This is SRN News. This is a solicitation of insurance by eHealth, an insurance agency offering plans from different insurance companies. No government or Medicare affiliation. The described coverage is not available in all counties or cases. Paid actor portrayal. Hi, I'm Dave Nemeth. And I'm Barbara Niven. You may have seen us on television talking about an all-in-one card that has the Medicare community talking. The one that gives you coverage for hospital care, doctor visits, prescription drugs, in many cases, even eyeglasses and dental care. For a monthly price that some people find too good to be true. Except it is true. One card, one company, one complete package of Medicare benefits designed to help you get well and stay well. Now that's something worth talking about. Watch your mailbox or learn more online at onecardnow.com. That's onecardnow.com. Please don't put this off. It's too important. Visit onecardnow.com for free information with no obligation. That's onecardnow.com. Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens, to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey, Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. Uh, I'm excited. This economy is on fire. It's the King Banyan Show. Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Please bring on the recession. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Happy sunny October day to you. 
Should be a should be a nice weekend, although it sounds like the Sunday will be a little cooler than the Saturday in most parts of Minnesota here. If you're listening to us over the interwebs and not, in fact, uh, in Minnesota, well, I guess good for you. My My mother reported to me from South Carolina that her weather was just splendid, so maybe you want to be... Maybe you want to be somewhere else. I know uh, good friends of mine are heading down to uh, Arizona for uh, about 10 days of 85-degree temperatures. Um, we will have about half that up here. Uh, 651-289-4477, the number to call, question or comments. I was thinking about that story at the top, and at, our Twitter, at my Twitter feed, you find all the conversation about this show by using the hashtag on Twitter, pound KBRS, stands for King Banyan Radio Show. By the way, next week, 10-year anniversary of KBRS. 10 years. Can you believe it? Yeah, we're going to have to throw a little party of some kind here. It'll be Job Saturday, but we and, and technically we think, in fact, thanks to uh, Twitter tracking the fact that the Banyan Show handle, that's, the hand, that's my... That's my Twitter uh, feed for the show, my Twitter stream for the show, uh, or account, I guess, would be the word I was searching for. Uh, Turned 10 years old yesterday. I think I set it up a little bit in advance of the show because we thought that about 10 years ago we were going to use the Twitters to help promote the show. It's worked remarkably well, so be there, listen to that. This show, of course... Uh, part of the uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network, which last spring celebrated 15 years of existence. And uh, one of our original Narnsters, uh, Ed Morrissey, will be joining us at the bottom of the hour today to talk about Brexit, right? Which has become my favorite topic, the topic that will not end despite the best efforts of many in the parliament. There's just enough out there who don't want to let go just yet. Um so we'll talk about that then. I was thinking as I was listening to the news at the top of the hour today, I retweeted uh, a piece from the uh, Wall Street Journal, an editorial a few weeks ago, um, about this uh, about turning off uh, electricity out, out in California. I lived a decade in California, in Southern California, out by uh, on the east edge of L.A. County. Uh, I went to graduate school at Claremont. Yes, I'm a Claremonster. For those of you that know what that means, I am one. All right, except I studied economics, not politics, when I was at when I was at Claremont. But this line was in was in a piece that I read. I thought was just amazing, and I just want to read it to you again. This is this was titled uh, "California's Dark Ages." The the subtitle: Why the Progressive Paragon is Living Like It's 1899. But here's the part. Okay, so PG&E, which is the big electric company, their XL Energy, right, is filed for bankruptcy. Quote, for years the utility skimped on safety upgrades and repairs while pumping billions into green energy and electric sub- car subsidies to please its overlords at Sacramento. Credit Suisse has estimated that long-term contracts with renewable developers cost the utility $2.2 billion annually more than current market power rates. I'm going to read that one more time. Credit Suisse has estimated that long-term contracts with renewable developers cost the utility $2.2 billion annually more 
than current market power rates. That's a very that's a very nice way of saying, right? There are opportunity costs to everything. What you spend the money on for this, you can't spend on for that. And so, faced uh, by the fact that, like almost every electric utility out there, PG&E is regulated by people in Sacramento, the capital of California, they chose to buy more in terms of renewables and less in terms of safety. How many people in California will look at that and say, look at that now as they sit in the dark and say to themselves, how did we get here? Probably not. So people will say to pay more, but this article, but this editorial continues. PG&E customers pay among the highest rates in America. But the utility says inspecting all of its 100,000 or so miles of power lines and clearing dangerous trees would require rates to increase by more than 400%. California's litigation-friendly environment has also increased insurance rates for tree trimmers and made it hard to find workers. Now, I've done this story with you on the show several times where a natural disaster happens and you would want people to then come and help rebuild homes, clear clear destruction, um, help basically help get things back to normal. And when you get a sharp increase in demand for construction, say in Florida from a hurricane from hurricane season, part of what hampers the marketplace are restrictions where you need to have a license in order to do a home repair. Here you see another element of it. In order for people to come into the marketplace that PG&E could hire to clear away trees that are laying on lines that could catch fire in, in their dry season, they have to go buy insurance. Why? Why do they have to buy insurance? Well, they should. Yes, I agree. And if I'm the person who is hiring that tree trimmer... I would want them to have insurance. No, no. What they they are mandated to have the insurance, and the, and to waive that to waive that mandate requires an act of government. So set aside, set aside uh, all your concerns about about uh, climate, which are real. You know, why does this all happen because of climate change? I don't need that I don't need that to explain what's happening here. It is because this is a regulated utility that this is that that this situation happens. And one should be very one should take the lesson from this story that the preferences of a utility which you think would have leaned toward keeping their infrastructure in place and avoiding these lawsuits, can be altered, I would even use the word perverted, by government regulators who are political animals, who are responding to electoral incentives, 
and the money that comes with them through lobbying. And in California, they kind of made their own mess in this case. I mean, what happens if PG&E actually has to go out of business? I mean, what, I mean how do you, what do you do then? Well, of course, it can't go out of business. So here's my prediction. Rates are going to go up even more. Rates are going to go up even more. Contemplate the following. This is from another article just this past week, also in the Wall Street Journal. The price at the pump was more than $4 a gallon in Vista, California, when Scott Hissom recently embarked on a trip to Texas to celebrate his 40th birthday. When the delivery associate for Amazon.com arrived in the Lone Star State, he got an unexpected present. Gasoline costs just $2 and change. The difference in the price, the difference in the price between California between California and uh, and the cheapest states like Oklahoma or Texas used to be about 50 cents only 15 years ago. The difference is now more than a dollar and 60 cents. Will the same happen with electricity rates? I kind of suspect so. Because at the end of the day, all, it, all that can possibly happen to solve this problem in California is someone has to be permitted to raise a price. Because you're not going to replace PG&E with another utility. You're, you, you can try to wipe out all the shareholders, that's fine, but someone is going to have to pay to clear the brush off those transmission lines. In the regulated and and in regulation, the cost of that gets passed on to the consumer. No matter how you can wipe out every equity holder in PG&E, wipe them all out to zero. That will do nothing to fix those lines because someone else has to come in. Someone has to pay for that, and the only way they're going to be able to pay for that is by raising rates. Is it 400%? I don't know. That might be, that might be in fact, PG&E propaganda. I don't know that that fact's true. But will rates have to go up substantially? Without a question. Without a question. Those rates have to go up. And those rates going up are the result of those regulations. Those are the very same regulations, my friends, that our, that our friends that our friends over in Britain are trying to get themselves out from under. You kind of hope so, at least. Although, as I'll discuss with uh, Ed Morrissey uh, a little bit later today, Boris Johnson is not that big a free trader. He's not trying to create Singapore on Thames. He's, in fact, probably trying to create something substantially less than that. But uh, but we'll do that. So we're going to do do a few things today. We'll do the economic review next. Uh, we're also going to talk about the departure of uh, Mario Draghi as the head of the European Central Bank to be replaced by Christine Lagarde, and and people kind of like not say, not being able to, not really sure what the heck's happening with Europe, except things look bad. Things look pretty bad over there. We're going to talk about. Did you even notice that? With all the noise happening over Ukraine here in the U.S., did you notice that the trade deal seems to be, you know, which we kind of thought was done and we didn't think was done, seemed to creep back toward being done? 
but how much of it is it really going to do? And then maybe a little bit more on negative rates. I got a little I got a little extra piece on that for you coming up here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. We'll be right back. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. National competition for your business is eating away at your customer base faster than you can keep up. It's as if they have a back room of digital marketing minions swallowing your customers one by one. And it's not a pretty sight. What if you could beat them with your own minions? You need Salem Surround, a full-service digital agency with all your digital marketing under one roof. When a potential customer searches for your product, do they find your business or the competition? Is your contact information accurate and everywhere it should be to reach today's digital consumer? Does your website have all the right tools to turn visitors into leads? We've got some solutions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to help get your message in front of today's digital audience. We'll help deliver customers by putting your business message in the right place at the right time. Don't just invest in a marketing strategy. You need to surround your target audience. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm-hmm, phones, mm-hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds, mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. Welcome back, King Baggy Show. Yep. So, one thing I've learned over the last 15 or so years doing uh, talk radio on Saturdays. The purpose of the bump music is to get my blood pumping. 
Um, and so we don't... I've never quite understood the uh, the uh, public radio soft jazz sound. Right? Because I we had it for a little while because I, I like that stuff when I'm wor- at work. I like to have softer jazz stuff on because I don't... You know, I'm trying to focus and con- you know concentrate on things but the purpose of that music is to get you going and you know and get your voice level up and 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 get excited about what's what's happening things are things are supposed to be going really well are things going really well here in the in the old usa with our economy well not so sure about that not so sure things are going all that fabulously couple pieces of news that came in they're not all bad but some of them are some of them are pretty bad okay particularly durable goods orders which um, which is part of that manufacturing sector um, it's just a confirmation that the manufacturing manufacturing um, sector has slowed down core durable goods orders for September down five tenths of percent month over month uh, August was revised down by two tenths of percent. And year over year now, core orders are just up two-tenths of a percent. Uh, So that's causing GDP forecasts to come in below 2%. By and large, all of the numbers, and we'll be reporting on GDP as well as I believe we're doing Job Saturday next week. When we do both of those, we will also, we will see that probably the GDP number comes in between one and a half and two. It's not going to be very good. The, the one handle will will cause all of the uh, people in Wall Street to um, talk about, oh, my God, things are slowing down. The Fed needs to do things. Of course, the Fed's going to have its meeting next week. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be a crowded week of news uh, next week when we do this show, which is why we're going to do more of the international stuff this week because we won't have time for it next week, none whatsoever. Um, so so the, the news – but. Just to focus a little bit here in this hour on the U.S. news, that that core durable goods number was a real was was a downer. New home sales, they, uh, about where we thought they would be at about seven hundred thousand. There's about five and a half months of supply in the market. Um, uh, if you look if you if you look at this, we're running about right around seven hundred, a little under seven hundred uh, per per month that number has actually been improving a little bit and there was this little bit of interesting news that I, that I tweeted to you earlier this morning at pound kbrs um uh, ed yardani's blog uh dr ed's blog uh you will find that you'll find that along with a comment about uh looking at uh robert schiller schiller was on um uh, uh a week ago friday on cnbc i don't i didn't grab that audio at that time schiller is saying a recession might be years away because trump's bullish impact on the economy which is really interesting what he said is the strong consumer spending which we see out there has to do with the inspiration for many people provided by motivational speaker president who models luxurious living well, i'll say the president models lots of things and what i don't think about is luxurious living in in that but I'm going to tick through the the items that uh, that uh, uh, Ed Yardini uh, lists. Right, wages are driving consumer spending. If you look at private se- private sector wages and salaries, they've grown 4.2 percent year over year. Retail sales grew 4.1 percent. So those numbers 
are contributing to a strength in personal income because he's been pushing in that area and he does believe that he does believe that that the tax cuts have helped on the consumer side. They have not helped on the investment side. We we tweeted earlier this week. It's not just core core durable goods, but if you look at investment spending year over year, it has been nearly zero growth in that number in the last 12 months. We had said on the show, who's the we? Who was on the show with me? No, it's just I said on the show that that if this tax cut really is to work the way its proponents said it would, you would get more investment, therefore more capital, therefore higher productivity growth. We've gotten the better productivity growth, it would seem, but we have not seen the investment. At le- the investment numbers do not show that that is that that investment is happened. They don't show that that increase in capital to make each worker more productive has yet happened. It may, in fact, be that it's not capital that's changing, but technology independent of capital that's changing. And that there's certainly, uh, certainly things that can do that. Yardini points out a couple other items as well. Consumer savings has risen more. Okay, this is what's really interesting. We have a consumer-led growth. Um we have consumer led growth but consumers the personal savings rate has risen from 6.5% between november of 16 to 8.1% today now maybe those maybe those are all the rich people expecting uh, elizabeth warren's higher taxes in 2021 i kind of doubt that i kind of doubt that and what that, but what that really means is, in fact, that incomes have been rising faster than spending has been rising. Let me say that again. It would appear that real incomes in the U.S., particularly real incomes from wages and salaries, not the, not the capital gains that the uber-rich get, but wages and salary growth, has been faster, has grown faster than real personal consumption expenditures. Right, real disposable personal income up seven point eight percent. Real personal consumption expenditures up six point six percent since May twenty seventeen. So that's two plus years. In that world, in that world, Doctor Ed says, can we really say that the economy is going to peter out anytime soon? Now. I still think it is because I think most, because in my world, in my understanding of how business cycles work, investment leads the way. And if investment is dropping and continues to drop, if the, if the volatility in the repurchase market that uh, has led the Federal Reserve to reintroduce $45, 60000000000 dollars $60 billion facilities to reverse from quantitative tightening back to, please don't call it quantitative easing, if all that's happening, I kind of think the recession is is coming. But there is a counter-argument to be made. I think you just have to know, and that's part of what we do here on this show for the last 10 years, has been to say there are always two arguments. Sometimes you can easily tell which one is bogus. I think at this particular moment, it may, 
it may not be bogus to say, ah, the expansion can continue for another two to three years. It's possible. It's possible that the that the uh, central bank will get will get get it roughly right. That it's been very flexible. And indeed, indeed, I mean, we might have a little uh, discussion of that coming forward. Indeed, let me play this one clip for you. This is Ed Lazier, who was the was the head of the Council of Economic Advisors for George W. Bush. Um, he he was on CNBC discussing um, discussing uh, uh, where the U.S. economy is. Let's play uh, Ed Lazier. Uh, this is from yesterday. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it is, uh, I don't want to call it worrisome, but it's certainly not positive news. The soft uh, part of the economy right now is the business sector. Consumers are still doing pretty well. Wages are up. We're seeing consumption grow at a reasonable pace. But if we look at the past and we say, where are we now relative to where we were, say, a year ago, uh, the concern is on the business side. Uh, durable goods orders are one indication of it. If you look at investment during the past half year and compare that to investment, say, in 20. 2015, uh, we're down considerably. We basically had no growth in investment uh, over the first half of the year. So all of those numbers are a concern in terms of a slowing economy. Right now, we're still we're still moving along. You know, we're not at recession levels, but if I'm thinking about where are we now, it does look like we're we're peaking relative to where we were about a year ago. So what? So peaking is interesting. So the peaking comment. Uh, at the very end, Lazier is saying, in essence, we think that we think that the recession is. Wrong an indicator, but to back this little split that's happening, and I'm going to say, the consumer kind of took a step back in the beginning of spring, but now has kind of come back so that so that the. October University of Michigan Consumer Confidence Index came in at ninety-five and a half. Okay, you remember you well, you may may or may not remember. You get actually two numbers for that. You get an early number, middle of the month, and you get another number toward the end of the month. The end of the month number was ninety-five and a half. The mid the mid month number was ninety-six. But both of these are up from ninety-three point two percent. Most of that is due to an to better current conditions. Income expectations jump nine points from September. Okay. Spending intentions improved from last month, helped by the fact that people think inflation is a little bit slower. Um, so, so all of the numbers there would indicate that the consumer is still going to go along all right. Add to that the fact that the GM strike finally ended yesterday afternoon after 40 days. That will impact negatively the employment figures for October, we'll we'll talk about that more next week. But what we're going to have is a, is an economy that what we'll have is we'll have those f- families who didn't spend at the end of September and through all of October now coming back and be able to do their spending with their new new packages from GM. That will give a little a little bump to that as well. When we come back, our good friend Ed Morrissey uh, will be joining us. We'll be talking about Brexit here on the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. 
The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. There is nothing that they won't do to get you the help you need to become a successful student at Online Trading Academy. My name is Brian. I've been with Online Trading Academy since November 2016. What OTA has done for me, they've really opened my eyes into how the financial markets work and how a financial advisor, how do mutual funds work and how do they make money and what the expense is to me for them giving me their advice. Teaching me that I can be in control of that is really helping me save the expense that they had been taking out of my portfolio. The only criteria that you need is the internal desire to want to become a trader and take financial control of your life. Call today for a free investing class at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 366 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Welcome back, King Daniel Show Business 1440. We almost should have brought the Rule Britannia clip out again. Although I love this song. My goodness, I love this song. Might have to listen to it as I drive uh, down to St. Paul this afternoon. 651-289-4477, number to call. 651-289-4477, where we find our guest this hour... Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com. HotAir.com, of course, part of the vast Salem Empire. Um, and and Ed, it's Captain, Editor, Commander. Um, Ed, good morning. How are you today? I am doing well. Thanks for having me on today. I'm glad to, glad to talk to you. We saw each other at, at that wonderful event uh, from AM12A of the Patriot to hear uh, Dennis Prager and Larry Elder. 
And we were talking about the Brexit thing, and one thing comes to another, and I finally said, oh, you guys got to come on the show. We, we had a great conversation today. You know, um, you know, the story keeps changing at this particular moment. It appears Boris Johnson's best friend might be Emmanuel Macron. You know, I'm I'm curious about that too. I mean, I, I know yeah. that the French are frustrated by this, but um, but Macron seems really almost wanting to play right into Boris Johnson's hands here and to force a no deal Brexit, which I just find fascinating. You know, I thought if Boris Johnson was going to have his chestnuts pulled out of the fire by anybody in the EU, it'd be one of the Eastern European more conservative uh, countries, like Hungary, for instance, to to veto a uh, an extension, but. Yeah, right now it looks like Macron is sort of inclined to veto an extension, and that is really surprising to me. Well, here's what's really interesting about this, because I'm, I, I, I read a fair amount of British press, as I know you do too, and, and you and I, and we'll, we'll talk about the Irish question in particular in the next segment, uh, Ed, I hope I can keep you for two. Uh, sure. But, uh, but, um, but right at this moment it one of the things the subplots in this and you're the more you're the more savvy political observer here on these things so i'm going to turn to you for this uh, can you explain what the heck is going on with the labor party right now and and i have a theory about what macron's up to but uh, i want to hear what you what your observations are about the opposition party to boris right now led by jeremy corbyn well i think that Boris Johnson sees an advantage here against Labour because Jeremy Corbyn is the Prime Minister. He's caught up in all sorts of allegations of anti-Semitism. Uh, he is not the kind of person that most Britons, I think, would want to have as Prime Minister, which makes Tories um, sort of the default choice, I guess, if you have an election. Uh, what Corbyn is at is he is trying to keep uh, Boris Johnson from using an election to, in essence, default to a no-deal Brexit. He wants, he'll, he, at least this is what he claims, he'll do an election as long as no-deal Brexit is off the table, either through an extension that gets them far past the election cycle or by a, um, uh, a commitment uh, It would have to be a pretty ironclad commitment at this point by Johnson not to, um, not to accept a no-deal Brexit. Um, so... You and I both know this is a parliamentary system. This question should have gone to an election months ago if it hadn't been for that 2011 Act, that um, that the, the Fixed uh, Terms uh, Parliament Act. It would have gone to an election, which would have clarified a whole lot what the British people actually want in this uh, in this negotiation. Uh, and it's that's still true today. It it really should go to another parliamentary election, another general election. And so. Boris Johnson's correct about that. It's, that's really what the solution is here, to elect a parliament that is constituted to actually solve this particular question. Um, and the game plan that's going on between the two of them is, is delaying this, and I think that plays into Boris Johnson's hands, too, because it pushes them closer to the no-deal Brexit that Johnson really wants. So let me run a theory past you based on an article that's in the Financial Times yesterday titled how labor was wrong-footed by boris johnson's election call which is which is in itself remarkable uh, because uh jeremy corbyn has called for an election a new election oh gosh about about three dozen times probably uh in the last two years uh but um but now now is wavering here's my theory okay uh, the theory that comes out uh, com- comes about is that 
he doesn't have he doesn't have a unified uh, plan among his own caucus. He's got some people that want the second referendum and don't want an election because they're just scared to death that they're going to lose because they come from the leave uh, pre- uh, precincts uh, of the of the Labour Party's uh, coalition, right? Um, right. And, and so they want second referendum. Some of them are just happy as pie to go to... Uh, um, happy to go to an election because they think they can win. And I think he's got no unanimity on his bench, uh, on his front bench, for what it is they should choose to do. I think Macron is trying to tell to tell Jeremy Corbyn, here's what you need to do. You need to ex- You need to agree to the election, and once you do that, once you do that, then we'll give you the three-month extension. Yeah. But I don't think the pressure... I think he's trying to help Boris Johnson get Corbyn to agree to the election. He's not... He's not he, he doesn't either love or unlove the deal. The interesting thing, Ed, and you got your ear close to the ground in terms of Irish politics, is that the other name I heard of, of, of the discussion within the EU who's saying, like, no, I don't want to do a three-month extension, was in fact the Irish, not not the Eastern Europeans. It's interesting. <clears throat> I hadn't actually heard that, but I do know that the um, frustration had um, had been uh, peaking in Ireland over this. And uh, in part, uh, I think that Varadkar has actually been a fairly patient person. He's been very um, stubborn on the idea of not having a border in, um, you know, for Northern Ireland uh, for very good reasons. But... Um, but he has been patient. He's the one who's been saying, let's talk with Boris, let's talk with Boris, let's see what, yeah, let's, let's not write this off, let's talk with Boris. So he's actually been, up until now, a voice of patience, a voice of further negotiation. Uh, he was the one that was pressing over, uh, it wasn't this past weekend, but the weekend before, to sit down with uh, Boris Johnson and, and to see if they could hammer something out. So it's possible that he's just run out of patience, and I, you know, it's certainly understandable. I, I tell you, though, King, that I think that labor has the exact problem that you're talking about, but, but the Tories have the same problem as well. You've got some of those people in there who are no-deal Brexiters all the way. They're hard Brexiters. They think the best way to do this is just to break it and, and to move on from there. And there's some, I mean, if you're going to have a Brexit, there's, there, there may be some... Uh, justification for that in the short term. You've got other people in the, in the Tories who want everything laid out first before you uh, before they disconnect. And I think you may even have a, a few remainers in that caucus. And part of the reason for that, and the same thing's true here in, in the United States, is that trade really doesn't cut across um, party lines. I mean, it really is a regional issue. It's a regional, it's even maybe even more granular than that. Um, and we found this out in, in 2016 here, is, is that when you start talking trade, Democrat and Republican don't matter as much as, um, as who, who won and who lost in free trade. And, and I think Labor is struggling with that. I think the Tories are struggling with that, too. Yeah, I, I I think that's right. I think that's right. Did, Ed, during the votes they had this week, where they first passed, they passed it, they agreed on second reading to the bill, to right. the agreement, and then like within an hour said, "But we're not going to really agree to everything until we've got all the uh, all the. We're not going to agree to the accelerated plan that uh, to pass all the component parts." 
Um, I, you know, did anybody that was a hard Brexiter vote against that? That's a good question. I actually don't know that. I mean, I always, I, I always. I think the answer is no, Ed. But I'm not, I'm not positive. But I'm going to say, right. I, I, as I looked at it, I think, I think all he lost from uh, who was elected as a conservative was some of the 21 that he kicked out. He, you know, withdrew the whip from uh, a few weeks ago. I think and everyone else voted for it. And the DUP, I, he lost the DUP too. He lost the DUP. Yes, yes, yes. Yep, that's right. We, and, I, I want, and, I'm, I'm holding that to the next segment, but I, we get because okay. we, we got to talk about that. <laughs> but we got to talk about that. But my my point is, I think I think Macron and maybe Varadkar is are both trying to tell tell the labor, look, we'll give you time to finish the process and go through this. Uh, but you got to agree the election first. I think Boris wants the election more than he wants anything else. He's got to know, you and I both know, that the longer this deal sits on the table and gets looked at, the more it gets picked apart, the more the more crud they find within. A 115-page divorce bill, okay? You know what? I, 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 most divorces I know don't take 115 pages. No, no. I think, and, and that, that's the risk here. And, and it, you have to ask yourself if Boris really wants this deal anyway. And then we can get into that in the next segment yeah. too, because this is yeah. this is uh, this is arguably a worse deal than the one that he shot down with Theresa May. Uh, yeah. in, 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 in part because of what happens in Northern Ireland, which is what the real key to this is. Right. Okay. So we're going to talk about that. We have to. Take, we have to take a break here. Uh, we're talking with Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com. dot uh, com. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue, and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. This is Dan Proft for townhall.com. Lori Lightfoot was elected mayor of Chicago in April to much national fanfare as a triumph of identity politics. She labeled herself a triple threat because she's black, gay, and female. Now, six months in and amid Chicago's second teacher strike in seven years, Lightfoot has discovered math doesn't care about her intersectionality, and neither does the Chicago Teachers Union. Chicago teachers, already the highest pay in the nation, adjusted for cost of living, rejected a 16% pay increase over five years that would bring the average teacher salary to nearly $100,000. That doesn't include the net present value pension of more than $2 million guaranteed for which teachers contributed only 2% of their salaries. The Chicago public school system currently has nearly $20 billion in bills and less than $3 billion to pay for them. Chicago's Democrat politics have done a torch job on the city finances, rivaling what fire did to the physical city in 1871. Lightfoot is just the latest pyromaniac. I'm Dan Proft.
Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hi, this is Tim. And this is Lee. And we're the Kingdom Builders. You've often heard us talk about our theme verse, Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. We want to be as perfect as possible, but we realize nobody's perfect all the time. For example, we just did a roof for a lovely family here in the Twin Cities area and asked him how things went, and he said, the crew was uh, kind enough to move my barbecue grill off of the deck when we were doing the tear-off so we wouldn't get debris down on his barbecue grill. After the roof was complete, they put my barbecue grill back on the deck, but they got the grill backwards. The knobs were on the wrong side. <laughs> and I had to remind them, hey, Mark, we're not great barbecue grillers. We're just great roofers. We can't guarantee we're going to get your grill in the exact same position on the deck when we're finished, but we can guarantee the workmanship that we do on your roof for the life of the products. If you'd like a no-obligation estimate or evaluation on your roof or gutters, please give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. We are following all the events uh, in London this week uh, and in the coming days very closely. Um, and uh, in that context, um, following the request to extend Article 50 and the consultations of President Tusk on the matter, the EU uh, 27 ambassadors uh, just finished their meeting and indeed in attendance of the, chief, uh, the Commission's Chief Negotiator, Michel Barnier. Uh, what I can tell you is that the EU 27 have agreed uh, to the principle of an extension and will work will now continue in the coming days. Uh, the intention is to take this decision by written procedure, but for any further questions, I would refer you to the Council. So there, there was an announcement. That was a spokeswoman for the European Union, uh, the European Council, uh, yesterday. Or excuse me, not yesterday, but uh, uh, Wednesday, uh, after the uh, two votes that we discussed in the previous segment with our guest, Ed Morrissey, from hotair.com, with us here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Uh, Ed, uh, Let's get to the let's get to the Irish question because the the animation with which we dis- were discussing it, I think people were staring at us at some point at the uh, at the at the Prager uh, Elder uh, dinner uh, because uh, because I think you and I both agree what Boris has got here if it passes through, it's not just that uh, Northern Ireland gets left behind. I I, I kind of think you break up all of the United Kingdom, don't you? Well, I think eventually that's what the, that's what Brexit comes down to, and and this deal here I think accelerates that by putting the customs and regulatory border in the Irish Sea. And as you and I were talking about this, Brexit is about building borders, right? It is it is about yeah. breaking out of the EU so that the so that the the people of the UK can exercise their own sovereignty in 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 trade and in immigration and in regulation, and they don't have to answer to Brussels, which is the big, you know, the big quote there. Um, they, can, they can chart their own course. That necessarily means putting up borders, and, and that's the whole point of Brexit. The question is, is where do you put the borders up? Uh, when it comes to Northern Ireland, the border ha- would, would have to go up in one of two places. It either has to go up between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, uh, or it has to go into the Irish Sea and leave Northern Ireland out of it. And the Good Friday Agreement, which is called the Belfast Agreement in, in Ireland, uh, forbids borders from going up in Ireland. It's part of the Good Friday Agreement, and it's one of the reasons why the EU worked so well, is that you didn't need one, because both the Republic of Ireland and the UK were members of the EU, so there was no, it was the same customs, the same regulatory uh, system, 
there was no need for a border. And um, now there is one. And they had two choices. You could put it in Ireland, and Ireland absolutely uh, said that they would not countenance that. They were going to hold the U.K. to their signed treaty commitment in the Good Friday Agreement, and the EU backed them up. So the only other place you can put it is the Irish Sea. Now, Theresa May sort of kind of elated this, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> this requirement by crafting the backstop, which was basically, well, well, we'll treat it like it's in the Irish Sea for a while, but, you know, we're going to be working on a solution. And uh, Boris Johnson absolutely went nuts over this. So this agreement explicitly puts the border in the Irish Sea, which, uh, which stunned his allies in the, in the DUP, the Democratic uh, Unionist Party, in, um, in Northern Ireland, who had been uh, adamant that they couldn't countenance that because it undercut the, the entire, uh, their entire identity as Britons. Uh, and and thus basically made Northern Ireland a lesser province of the UK. Uh, it's something that the people in Northern Ireland simply are not going to accept. And I, I found it stunning when I found out that that's what they had done, and not even with a backstop. I mean, it, it is literally a worse deal than, than the DUP was getting from Theresa May. So the DUP, uh, we're visiting with Ed Morrissey from HotAir.com here on the King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Ed, the DUP, which is the Northern Irish Party, which is, the U stands for Unionist, and now now, now, Unionist in this case means what? Being part of the United Kingdom. Right, Unionist okay. Unionist being part of the United Kingdom. It doesn't have anything to do with, you know, uh, labor policy or anything else like right. that. Right. There's so in this, unionists and loyalists are one side, and republicans and and reunification is the other side in Northern Ireland. Right. So their their goal is to not to is that if they put the bo- they put the border in the Irish Sea, they feel like they're being abandoned by the rest of the United Kingdom. Right. Right. And, right. They feel cut off. They feel cut off, so they they don't want this. This is why why he's had to go. Why Boris Johnson has had trouble passing any legislation because that was his coalition partner to make this work. Now, now once that starts, I once that starts, I I asked I asked this question for this reason. Um, where does it end? Uh, is Hadrian's Wall about to get uh, some better use, um, other than just being a tourist uh, destination for those of us that uh, love the north of England? I mean, well, what's going to happen? Yes, I mean, Scotland is a different issue, but it's, it's going to wind up with the same problem. Scotland voted overwhelmingly to remain in the EU. I mean, it was, it was not even close in Scotland when the, when the 2016 Brexit referendum came along. And they, two years prior to that, they had voted on an independence re- referendum, which got shot down by, I think, 10 points. I think it was 55-45 uh, that right. people in Scotland voted to remain in the U.K., and it was going to be another generation before this thing ever came up again, until Brexit occurred. And Brexit is about nationalism. It's about an expression of nationalism. And the problem with that is that once nationalism, once you start those wheels of nationalism rolling, it has a tendency to reverberate in a uh, in a nation that defines itself as four different countries: Scotland, England, Wales, and Northern Ireland. And Scotland sees itself as a different country. And they Scotland, going back centuries, has always been aligned with the continent. Yeah, they were always more closer to France than they were to England yeah. until until they until they unified in 1707. Uh, they they have strong connections to the continent, and 
this is a tradition in Scotland that um, that Brexit is undermining, and they are not happy about it. And I think that uh, I actually thought Scotland would go first before Northern Ireland until the thing with the DUP came up. But right. um, but but Scottish nationalism is going is going to get basically a rocket burst out of this. Yeah, I think that's I think that's exactly right. So, Ed, we got less than a minute left. Uh, quick answer: um, Do we get a new election called this week or not? Yeah, I think we do. I mean, I, I, there's just there's there's no other way to square this circle. They need a new election so that they can have a parliament that can actually that has some credibility to, to negotiate with the EU. Right now, nobody has credibility to negotiate with the EU. That's where we'll have to leave it. Ed Morrissey, hotair.com. Follow follow that blo- follow that blog, that wonderful site. And thank you, Ed, for your time. In fact, I'll see you this afternoon at another event. We'll be right back after this. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real, natural-looking hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it. You cut it. It's your own real, naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE11 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-11 to 85850. Are you ready to make some improvements to your home? Maybe plush new carpeting or beautiful wood flooring? How about worry-free, waterproof, luxury vinyl plank flooring in your bathroom or basement? They even have a huge variety of affordable kitchen cabinets and countertops to choose from. When you're ready to start looking, Serenity Home Interiors can help. With their spacious 4,000-square-foot Burnsville showroom, they have thousands of combinations to match your dreams and your budget. Plus, the friendly professionals at Serenity Home Interiors are here to help you every step of the way. Serenity was founded on providing you with name brands you can trust, service you deserve, and pricing you can afford. So whether you need full-service interior design, a new floor installed, or you're a do-it-yourselfer and just want to purchase what you need at a great price, Serenity Home Interiors has you covered. Call today for a free no-pressure, no-obligation in-home consultation and estimate at 952-303-4033 or visit shi-mn.com. I am Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I am Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant Alex. I am Staff Keeley. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, 
Fight and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And of I'm you. proud to serve in the United and States. And I am air proud Force. to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com.